welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and a multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you are looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share with you that I have officially opened up the sign-up page for a free workshop that I am hosting on August 25th called Manifest Money for Good. It's a three-day live workshop designed for lightworkers like you who are ready to stop resisting the prosperity that they deserve so that you can attract more money and unapologetically change the world. I'm giving away some incredible prizes this time in true Manifestation Babe fashion, so you're definitely not going to want to miss this one. If manifesting more money for good is on your goals list for 2020, then guess what? The universe has officially answered your prayers. You can sign up right now at manifestationbabe.com slash money for good. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash money for good. I am so excited to see you in the workshop. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, you guys, I have a super exciting announcement to make before we get into today's episode. If you have been praying for a one-stop shop to learn and master all things manifestation and mindset, the Manifestation Babe Academy just opened up and spots are already filling up quickly. This is a four-week academy that I created for the woman who's sick and tired of dimming her light, living a life far below her potential, and finding herself stuck in fear, inaction, and constant self-sabotage. I know your soul is screaming for a simple, easy-to-digest, metaphysical crash course in manifestation, and the Manifestation Babe Academy is exactly the course that you have been asking me for. If you're ready to learn the tools, the tips, the tricks, and adopt a mindset that will help you break through your limitations, completely transform your life, and manifest a reality that's wilder than your wildest dreams, go to manifestationbabeacademy.com and sign up right now. Enrollment closes in just a few days, and I do not want you to miss out on this opportunity that won't be available again anytime soon. Again, go to manifestationbabeacademy.com and get yourself signed up now. I also dropped the link in the show notes as well to make it super easy for you to click. Again, doors close Friday at midnight. I cannot wait to see you inside. Hello, hello, gorgeous souls. It is Catherine from manifestationbabe.com. I hope you're having an incredible Sunday because I am recording this on Sunday. I don't typically record podcasts during the weekend, but I have a really busy week ahead of me and I had a really busy week behind me finishing up with the Manifestation Babe Challenge in my Facebook group, which was probably my favorite challenge that we have ever done and it's been so amazing and the feedback has been so unbelievable, but 
as you can imagine, that took away from my podcasting time. So I have an episode for you today, and it's all about my journey of overcoming a decade's worth of fear of flying. And now I don't know if this will specifically help you because even though I've gotten so many messages from women um, over the last year as I've been traveling, you know, to, I don't know, where have I been this year? Australia, Singapore, um, Bali, um, where else did we go? France, Chicago, San Jose, um, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, India. And as I've been doing so much traveling and kind of showcasing all of our flights around the world, I've had a lot of women reach out to me, letting me know, or kind of like asking me for some tips and advice on you know their fear of flying and how they can overcome it. And a lot of people don't know that I have struggled with um, extreme flying or airplane phobia or whatever you want to call it. I think the, the, the official term is aviophobia or aviophobia, however you pronounce it. Um, and I used to take Xanax to get on a flight. And so um, I recently polled my Instagram audience and asked them, you know, I'm recording this podcast. Does anyone have, you know, a fear of flying? And the majority of people said that they didn't. And so I was like, maybe this podcast won't be as helpful to people. But then I thought to myself, maybe you have a friend right now who would love, love, love to travel the world, but is finding herself stopping Um, and not going places, or at least getting on a plane like I did and taking drugs to get on the plane. Or maybe she's getting on a plane and freaking out and having the worst time. And by the time she even arrives in the new country or in the new state or wherever she's going, she's just having a miserable time. And that was me. Uh, My fear of flying never stopped me from getting on an airplane, but I would have such bad anxiety that leading up to the flight... I wouldn't sleep for like, I don't know, three or four nights and I would take drugs and it was just like a mess. Like I'd be the person sitting on an airplane and if you're sitting by me, I would literally be grabbing onto your knee. (laughs) Like I don't care if you're a stranger, I'd be grabbing onto your knee, your hand, I'd be crying. I would be summoning the flight attendant to explain what's going on because obviously it's not like I can go walk into the cockpit and be like, excuse me, Mr. Pilot, but what is going on right now? Because I've had some weird things happen on airplanes. And I would be the one summoning the the flight attendant to come speak with me, you know, as like it's so, there's so much turbulence going on that the pilots are telling the flight attendants like, hey, you can't stand up right now, please sit down. It's not safe for anyone to be up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I need an exact explanation and I need someone to tell me that we're gonna be okay. And so I would always be looking for therapy from these poor flight attendance and I'd be the person who wouldn't sleep on an 18-hour flight. I can be on an 18-hour flight and I could stare at the seat in front of me and not be able to focus on any movie, not be able to focus on anything. You know, a lot of people, like for instance, my stepdad also had has or had if you're flying and he would tell me like Catherine just play Sudoku or just play like a crossword puzzle or do something that will keep your mind off of the fact that you're flying. But guess what? When you have an extreme fear of something, there is nothing that will distract you. And so 
over time, you know, of, of this misery and this torture that I would feel every time I'd get on an airplane, you know, regardless, I would still fly, but it would be such a miserable experience that, um, it would take away from my whole travel experience. And over the past couple years, I've finally overcome it. And it's not like I am clean and clear and a hundred percent relaxed. You know, there's still like a little bit of nerves that come through every now and then, but it's such a difference to where I can actually enjoy flying now. Like I can actually watch movies and sleep and eat and like treat it as um, pretty much like my hotel room up in the sky. And that's been a world of a difference. And maybe you have a friend who struggles with this. Maybe you are struggling with it. Maybe this episode will help you overcome some sort of other fear. Because as always, I have my tips and tricks and I have, let me see, five little things that I do now, whether there are they are a new belief system that I've developed or a ritual that I've developed, or maybe it's something that I learned from talking with other people who struggle with this, or maybe it's something I picked up from talking with pilots. You know, I used to, anyway, we're going to get into that in the episode, but before I get started, I just wanted to say that I had, I just had an incredible session with, um, this is so random, but I felt like I should add it in here. I just had a great session with my psychic that I consult with, Anna Galliers. I will uh, link up her information in the, um, it's not a bio, it's called the show notes. Her name is Anna Galliers, annagalliers.com. You can also find her on Instagram. Um, I just had an amazing session with her, which is why I feel so amazing. And it's really cool to connect with my spirit guides, really cool to connect with spirit and just know that everything's on track and gain some insights around what's going on. So if you've ever been looking for a psychic that, um, you know, typically I look for people who have been recommended to me or people who have a great track record or people who are just really skilled and talented and very kind souls who won't tell you, you know, your life is falling apart. Even if it is, they won't tell it to you. They'll spin it into something more positive and more productive. Um, she is the girl for you. And so I just want to make sure that I'm spreading her information because she's changed my life so much. Um, she's helped me overcome so many fears in my life and just given me so much confirmation from my spirit guides, from, um, you know, my angels, from the universe, you know, whatever you believe in and whatever you want to call it, energy is energy. And there is something out there that's protecting you and guiding you all the way. Also, I just got a sit-stand desk that I'm obsessed with. If you can tell as I'm live streaming this, I am standing and uh, my booty's not on a chair right now and I'm obsessed with this thing. So if there's any weird, like if you're getting a weird angle on my live stream or if my microphone is at a weird angle, I am still kind of adjusting this thing. So you can like raise it up and I think I'm going to raise it up just a tiny bit. Um, you can like raise it up and put it back down and it's really, really cool. Okay, back to the podcast episode. So there are some statistics here, and um, I was actually very surprised with the poll that I created on Instagram, where most of you were like, no, thankfully I don't have this fear. But according to the FAA, nearly one third of adult Americans have a fear of flying of some sort. And women are two times as likely as men to experience this fear. Now, you know, one third of adult Americans, that's a lot of adult Americans. And two, I know that there's a lot of women who listen to my podcast. So I thought it would just be worth it 
to record this because anytime someone asks me, you know, Catherine, how do you get on airplanes if you are someone who, you know, how do you get on airplanes now? drug-free, completely relaxed, and actually looking forward to your flight. Not like flying is the best thing in the world because it does get kind of boring, but like how do you actually look forward to it and not feel extreme anxiety and not feel extreme fear? So I just wanted to put this podcast out there, especially since I have a busy week ahead of me um, launching Manifestation Babe Academy, um, which I'm super excited about. The cart closes on Friday and I've already had so many incredible women Like the group is already on fire. Um, So many incredible women joining that are excited about taking their manifesting skills to the more advanced level and really integrating it into their minds to be part of them so that they don't have to struggle or think anymore or sabotage themselves. They can just be master manifestors being themselves. Um, So I'm really excited about that. Now, fear of flying makes sense to me because really what fear of flying is is a fear of not being in control, right? So when you get on an airplane, typically you are not a pilot. And, you know, like when you get on a car, for instance, you know, most of us know how to drive. I'm assuming that most of us who are listening to this podcast right now have some sort of experience driving a car. And so when we are in a car, um, you know, God forbid something happens or something goes wrong, we are able to take the wheel. Like we, we have knowledge of how a car works. We've driven one in the past. And so we know that if God forbid something happens, we can take control of the car. Now, most of us, you know, flying is a completely different ball game. And so most of us get on an airplane and most of us are not pilots. And so as we got, get on an airplane, first of all, many of us don't know how planes work. We don't know the physics behind flying. It makes zero sense sometimes, like logically, like how is this, I don't know how, I don't know how many tons, you know, airplanes weigh, but how is this really heavy piece of metal with all of this luggage and all of these people staying in the sky, like going from the ground to the sky, staying in the sky and somehow safely landing. It just doesn't make any logical sense. And of course these fears are irrational. So it makes sense that that would connect with, uh Oh, I have an irrational fear of flying. Also, humans weren't designed to inhabit space, 35,000 feet in the air. We don't have wings. We're not birds. We don't fly. And so that's why a lot of human beings actually have fear of heights or fear of flying is because it is not natural. Like, even though now it is and technology has allowed us to advance in so many ways and people do crazy things like skydiving, which I have done as part of my journey of overcoming fear of flying and also something that I'm working on or looking to work on is getting my pilot's license in um, within the next one or two years just to kind of culminate this whole thing. Like, yes, I overcame my fear of flying. I actually became a pilot and I just think that that would be really cool. But humans are not designed to live in a space 35,000 feet in the air. If you even climb a really high tree or you're even on the second floor of a building and you look down, you're like, whoa, this is a little too high. It's because we weren't designed for flying. But yet, flying is the vehicle for world travel. Flying is the vehicle for us to have an opportunity to learn how to surrender and let go of control because this is really what it comes down to is surrendering and letting go of control. And I'm not here to give you any statistics around how safe flying is because I know how those work. They don't. 
they don't work at all. I used to read every statistic on how, you know, walking is more dangerous, chewing gum is more dangerous, um, driving a car is more dangerous, like you're more likely to get killed, you know, crossing the street or going to your coffee sh uh, favorite coffee shop or choking on your breakfast that morning and how you're more likely to die doing that than you are flying. And that doesn't work because again, it's an emotional fear. It comes from our emotions and half the time our emotions make zero sense. They don't follow logic. Um, so I'm not here to give you stats. I'm just here to give you what helped me be able to finally let go of Xanax, not have to take any sleeping pills, any drugs, just being able to be myself, be a normal human being, not freak out, get on an airplane and handle weird, crazy situations like extreme turbulence and, um, uh, you know, planes, um, a couple of times I've had situations which would have scared me in the past, like us landing and then having to take off immediately again because we were too close to another airplane or flight attendants or like something breaking on an airplane, something going wrong, like everything under the sun um, that would typically scare the crap out of me before has happened. And I was just able to be so calm so collected and so chill and just know that we are gonna land safely wherever we land. And um, my ability to just surrender the control and surrender this like fear that I would have has just dramatically changed for me. And if this episode can help you in any way, shape or form, even just reduce some of that anxiety for you, then I know that it's done its job. So in order to overcome fear of flying, I believe that you need to have a really big why, okay? So probably you are someone who wants to travel the world. Maybe you have a business that requires you to want to spread your message around the world and want to speak um, in front of audiences around the world. Maybe do book signing tours or maybe do meetups um, across the world. Maybe you have friends who live across the world. Maybe you have family who lives across the world or maybe you have family who lives in other... Um, even in another state. Maybe you want to visit, uh, you know, maybe you want to go to a concert or I don't know, some event somewhere and uh, you no longer want to feel this fear. And so I believe that first and foremost, you have to discover your big why. For me, it's not like it ever really stopped me. I was never really paralyzed from getting on a plane, but I no longer wanted to feel this like torture this emotional, psychological torture that I put myself under every time I got on a plane. And for someone who flies at least once or twice a week um, and, and wants to travel the world, like this is just way too much anxiety that's so unnecessary. I thought it was so unfair that other people can get on an airplane and chill out and have fun and I would be the one psychologically tortured, right? So that would just always bother me. So. I created a big why. And also I believe that by overcoming this fear, you'll actually become a better manifester. Because if you think about it, manifesting is about choosing your destination, you know, your outcome. What is your destination? What do you want to manifest into your life? That is similar to you going online. Um, I like Expedia. So going on Expedia and typing in your origin, which is where you are currently in your life right now, to your destination, you know, where do you want to go? And picking a flight, getting on the journey. So you going to the airport, sitting your booty down on an airplane is by you getting yourself on that path. 
And just like in manifestation, getting on that path is tuning into your intuition, starting to listen to inspired action coming your way, and then starting to take inspired action. So that's very similar to you getting your booty on an airplane. And then the rest, just like we're supposed to let go of the how when it comes to manifestation and trust that the universe has all the details taken care of, we must learn to trust those pilots in taking care of the details for us. So whether the airplane takes um, an extra turn or there's turbulences um, or there's turbulence or there's a storm in the way and we have to go around it or, you know, maybe we need to fly faster, maybe we need to fly slower, like whatever happens between the origin and the destination, we must surrender control of. And when you learn to surrender control, I feel like it's just like in life, you become so much of a better manifester because all of a sudden you are not obsessive with the outcome of, am I going to get there? Oh my God, what if I don't get there? Oh my God, what if this? What if that? And just asking yourself all those questions and panicking and having anxiety just creates so much torture in your mind. And so you can either create an entire lifespan around this fear of flying, right? Around this fear of like, oh my God, what if there's turbulence today? Oh my God, what if there's a road closure or road closure? There's no road closure closures up there. But like, what if we have to take a different route? What if something happens? What if we need to land early? What if we land a little late? What if there's a delay? And it's like, we can create that in our lives. You know, so many of us do, but I feel like this creates like a really nice parallel between something that you can learn on a smaller scale that will also help you in life. So how did I develop fear of flying? I feel like I should give you a backstory before um, just to, to make it a little bit more relatable before I give you my tips. Um, and then, you know, let me know. Hopefully this helps you. Hopefully it doesn't. But it l allowed me to let go of a decade's worth of fear of flying. So I'm assuming that it can help you in some way, shape or form. So my story around fear of flying, I used to love flying until I was a child of 11 years old. And I was on an airplane coming from Cancun back to Los Angeles on a trip with my dad's side of the family. So when I was a kid, um, as I mentioned two episodes ago in my world travel um, episode, kind of like how traveling the world has changed my life, I mentioned how I the very first few vacations that I used to go on were to Mexico. And so, um, you know, on these Mexico trips, I used to go with my mom. And it would be my stepdad and my stepbrother or my dad and my stepmom and stepsister. So I was a lucky kid. I got to go twice a year. And they both really loved the all-inclusive resorts in Mexico. So I was on a flight um, in sixth grade. I remember very, very clearly. Maybe it was like fifth grade or something like that. And um, we it was about a year. Actually, I can calculate it, but I don't want to stop the episode to do my math. But it was a year after 9-11, so however old I was at that time. And I just remember being on an airplane, still not feeling any fear, until um, we were on an airplane, I think it was like Aeromexico or Aeromexico, and most of the flight attendants were obviously Spanish-speaking because it was a Mexican airline. And I just remember it was dark, so I think it was like an overnight flight, or maybe it was already the evening and it got dark. And I just remember sitting on this airplane and, you know, everyone is sleeping around me. It is dark. My dad is to my right. Um, yeah, I remember actually my dad is to my left and then across the aisles, my stepmom and my stepsister. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
I see, this is called a significant emotional event. Um, I see the flight attendants, there's two or three of them that start running up and down the aisle, like panicking. Two of them are crying. They're running up and down. They're speaking Spanish. It's like all hell just breaks loose. And I'm the only one who's watching this happen. So everyone on the plane is just like calm and asleep. And my dad, I'm like waking up my dad. I'm like, dad, 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 something's happening. Dad, 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 dad. And of course, my child's mind goes straight to, oh my God, the plane is hijacked. They're freaking out because the plane got hijacked. And now there's going to be the second 9-11 coming from for Los Angeles. And so this is what my mind is doing, right? This irrational kind of like thinking starts to come in, um, you know, because that's what fear does to you. And I just remember like looking at the flight attendants, looking at my dad and my dad is like brushing me off and saying like, there's no big deal. Nothing's happening. And I'm like, oh my God, no one's going to help me. And I just start flipping out. And the funny thing is that nothing actually ended up happening, but because I sat there for an hour panicking and watching these flight attendants cry and panic and run up and down and I heard weird engine noises at the same time and a pilot's making an announcement in Spanish, no English whatsoever and so I can't understand and all of a sudden I make this connection because this is how beliefs work, okay? A belief is formed, so my belief around flying isn't safe or um, was formed by a significant emotional event, right? So I call it S-E-E or C. Significant emotional event means like there's some sort of significant event that causes a lot of emotions within you and will cause you to remember what happened in that situation so that you can avoid it in the future. And you're gonna develop some sort of belief inside your mind that's gonna help you avoid that situation. It's something that happens on a very subconscious level. Plus, an adult confirming the S-E-E. So if there's an adult also freaking out, like if you're a child and you typically we watch adults for what they're doing, like we watch adults and see how they're reacting to situations. And so by me seeing these adults running up and down an aisle and freaking out, all of a sudden that locks it in together into my subconscious mind. And from that point forward, I would be afraid of flying. You could not convince me to put me on an airplane for a while. Like I remember being a kid and just like not wanting to go anywhere and crying every time I'd have to fly. Um, and I remember like, of course, being forced on an airplane because it's like, Catherine, you're not going to prevent us from taking a family vacation. And I just remember every time I get on an airplane, I would start shaking. And as I got older, um, when my parents told me that we're going to Russia, which is like a 16 hour trip, my, I went to my doctor. I had a great relationship with my doctor at the time. It was, um, I was living in Gig Harbor. Shout out to Dr. Leverett. He's someone who actually went to my high school and we actually had the exact same anatomy physiology teacher and I got an A in that class, whereas my doctor got a C. And this is the time when I was actually wanting to become a doctor. So I was always rubbing it in his face and we just had this great relationship. And I remember sitting down once and I'm like, dude, do you have anything I can take to calm me down on an airplane. And he was like, well, I really don't like to just give this out because it's a very strong drug. But if you believe, Catherine, if you can be honest with me, if, it's, if it is that extreme, please let me know and I will give you something. So I was like, yes, it's horrible. So he prescribed me Xanax and he prescribed me you know, a certain dose that I had to test out. He asked me to take it, you know, that night so I can see how I react, how I feel, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, and so from that point on, I started taking Xanax for a couple years. Every time I get on an airplane, I would swallow half a pill half an hour before takeoff. And even with Xanax, you guys, even with Xanax, a dose that would knock me out on ground, like if I'm on ground in my bed, comfortable, whatever, and take that pill, I would be completely knocked out. But on an airplane, because I have so much anxiety and so much adrenaline flowing through me, even that small little dose, um, or actually that, that dose that's meant for me, it would just keep me like a little calm but I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. I wouldn't be able to function as well as I would like. I wouldn't be able to relax. So it was like effective, but not really effective. And so therefore it's not something I wanted to depend on long-term. I would also lose sleep for weeks in advance. Every time I'd get on an airplane, um, I would panic. I hated taking off. Um, I loved landing, even though for so many people, landing is their favorite part. Uh, landing is the worst part for them. For me, it just meant like, oh my God, this shit's almost over. <laughs> it would be like, oh my God, thank God, just like fly as fast as you can down because I want to get off this plane. And this just created a formula for, for stress, especially with how often I would fly. Um, for someone who flies one to two times a week now, you know, having so much cortisol and adrenaline pump through you 24-7, I mean, that stress is just, first of all, very, very unhealthy. And um, two, you know, like, why torture yourself that way? Why be tortured psychologically, emotionally, um, spiritually? And so I was determined more than ever to finally overcome my fear of flying. And I remember asking my mom many, many times for... Um, therapy because I was I, I would always go on Google and every time I get on uh, off an airplane I would Google like fear of flying therapy or something like that and I would buy these courses so back in the day those are the courses I was buying I was buying these courses that were created by pilots I was buying these courses that um, would supposedly help you there was like hypnosis and all this stuff involved and I'd be doing it all and nothing would help me until one day I became so determined um, that I started to, you know, apply everything that I was learning on this new personal growth journey. You know, me overcoming my fears around um, people's judgments of me, me overcoming my fears of public speaking, me overcoming my fears of being on camera, me just growing and developing this strong spiritual connection and um, learning that I can control anything that I want to control with my mind and that I can tell myself a new story. And at any given point in time, I can change my beliefs. I can change my story. And from that point on, I can change my reality. And so I was like, okay, how can I apply this to flying? Because I was that determined. I wanted to get on an airplane and calm the F down. So this is how I overcame fear of flying. And this is what's helped me finally relax. Okay, so number one, I've already mentioned this, but it really is, you have to realize that it's not a fear of flying. It's not a fear of the airplane or a fear of the pilot or fear that something could actually go, um, you know, it's like you're not actually afraid of this aluminum object or this metal object. It's that you're really fearing being out of control. And what I realized is that, you know, at some point I developed this perspective of, well, thank God I'm not in control of this airplane because I am not a pilot. 
And even if I was in control, I wouldn't be able to fly it. And so therefore that's not very helpful. So thank God that there are specialists on this airplane that are able to fly it and know what to do and handle anything, any emergency or anything that could possibly, you know, God forbid go wrong. Like they're the ones in control. And that is so much better than me being in control. And just by me learning via, you know, my journey around manifesting my business, my life, you know, everything in my life, my, um, my travel, my relationship, I have learned so much about the power of surrendering and just letting go of control that every time I get on an airplane, it's a new opportunity to do so. And I remember sitting with a couple of flats um, on uh, one of our flights, either to India or from India. And there are a couple of people who were um, admitting that they have a fear of flying. And we were joking that there's pilots on board. Some of the plats do have their pilot's license. Some of them have had experience flying like a Boeing 737, which is what we were on. And so I was like, oh, and, and everyone were joking around like, oh, we're good, whatever. And we're talking about our fear of flying. And I just remember saying, you know, they asked me like, Catherine, how did you overcome it? And I was like, you know what? And I remember as we're taking off, I'm saying this, like as of right now, I am no longer in control. There is nothing I can do. There's no turning back. The plane has officially left the ground and that's it. Now I have to accept that, you know, I must accept the surrender and I must be okay with the surrender. And I must, I must learn that surrendering is a really good thing and letting go of control is a really, really good thing. And so realizing that it's better someone else be in control that's trained to be in control than me for some reason started to kind of reduce that anxiety for me. Number two, what I did is I started to talk to pilots. Now, I didn't always have access to pilots. I didn't really know anyone in my life who is a pilot. It's not like I can just find one on Facebook and message them or email them or anything like that. But anytime I, someone would tell me that they're a pilot, I would find my opportunity to ask them a bunch of questions. And this in itself helped me so much because the very last thing that I couldn't let go of was um, taking off. I hated taking off the ground. I could handle a plane when it's already in, um, in autopilot mode and I could handle a plane when it's landing, but when it's taking off, that would still freak me out. And so what I did, I remember, uh, at Life and Wealth Mastery last October, I had a pilot on my team. So Life and Wealth Mastery is a Tony Robbins event. Um, it's a smaller, more intimate event where we get split up in teams. We like buddy up. We do a lot of like um, work together, partner work and stuff like that. And there was a man on my team who was a pilot. And I just remember one of the nights before I flew home, before I was about to embark on my flight to Bali, which is the flight that um, my very first flight in which I finally fell asleep on and slept for eight hours straight. So it was amazing. But I remember uh, bombarding this pilot, poor pilot, like he's he, enjoying a drink at the bar and I approach him. I'm like, okay, like you really need to help me. And he's like, how can I help you, Catherine? And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to give you a bunch of questions and I want you to answer for me and let me know what you would do in all of these situations. Okay. So I remember asking him, okay, Let's say that we're taking off and both of the engines fail. 
can you still land the plane? What would you do? And just being able to ask questions and see how highly trained he is and just see how he knows exactly what to do. He knew exactly what I would ask next. And he would actually be like, yeah, and in this scenario, this is what I would do. And in that scenario, I've practiced that a million times. And he's like, Catherine, please understand we have all these simulators. We This is what we do consistently. It's not like we're given a pilot's license and then we just kind of you know, chill on the same license and not ever improve our education or ever learn anything new or put into practice. It's just like getting an MD. When you're a doctor, they're constantly testing your knowledge and they're con- you're constantly learning something new and all of your knowledge around especially medicine with how fast it's advancing, a doctor needs to constantly re-educate themselves to keep themselves in the loop. And pilots are always testing their knowledge and testing their skills and their reflexes and making sure that they're always up to date on what they would do in any situation. And so if you have access to a pilot in some way, shape or form, use that and ask them questions and just see how calm and collected they are. I remember something that I would do when I would get on airplanes is look into the cockpit because I'd always like I had these rituals and that's something that I'm going to talk about next, but I had these rituals where I would have to like touch the plane a certain way, look in the cockpit and I would just see these two normal human beings who have just as much of a desire as you to get home safely. They have just as much of a desire to make it home safely to their families. They love Christmas just as much as you do. You know, they want to stay alive just as much as you do. And they're normal people. And just look at how calm they are. And just anytime you see someone else who's calm on an airplane, just admire them and just be like, wow, that's so amazing. Um, And just see that it's possible. And being able to talk to a pilot and give him all of my imaginary scenarios and all of my imaginary situations was very, very helpful for me. And that's what helped me overcome, you know, my fear of taking off because I knew what that pilot would do in any situation. And I just knew that regardless, like, yes, you know, unfortunately there are airplane crashes and things do happen, which leads me into my third, um, you know, tip or belief that I developed but still, just know how truly safe it is and how truly trained all of those pilots are. Um, number three is a belief that I developed, and it's a belief that I believe you must develop and will help you not just with your fear of flying, but really your fear of anything. If you have a fear of starting a business, if you have a fear of, you know, being, you know, fear of failure or a fear of being successful or a fear of, Um, you know, speaking in public or a fear of putting your content out there or a fear of saying hello to someone or saying hello to that cute guy that you you noticed the other night and, um, you know, you're single and you're looking for a relationship, but you're just so scared of putting yourself out there Um, or any fear really this applies to, especially when you have like a fear of death, like something that you believe is ultimately going to lead you to your death. This one really helped me and I think that it's crucial that you develop it too, which is if it's my time to go, I'll go. If it's not, I will stay. And, you know, in my journey in the last three years of really developing the spiritual connection, and especially after my first UPW event, where I just realized how short life really is. And the fact that like, no matter what, I cannot control this. If it's my time to go, if I've already you know, if I've already lived my life purpose and I've done everything that I'm meant to be, everything that I've meant, uh, I was meant to do on this planet, 
you know, I'm going to go. Like if my time is going to end and if not, you know, if I still have more to go and if I still have more to give and if there's still more of my purpose that I must live out, then I will stay. And learning through spirituality, like death is not the end, you guys. At least this is my belief and at least this is the belief of very, uh, of many other spiritual people that I know that death is not the end that we, this lifetime will end and we will go into the spiritual realm and then we'll come back because I am a believer reincarnation. You don't have to be, we don't have to have the same beliefs, but if you develop this belief that, you know, it's not like everything ends when you die, you know, things are just, you, you've come into this lifetime to evolve. You've come into this lifetime to grow, to develop relationships, to live out your life purpose, which is to be happy, joyful, and fulfilled to learn new things, and then comes a time when you are ready, you're going to go and you're going to move on. And death is not the end. And so every time I get on an airplane and I'm like, if something goes wrong, if it's my time to go, I can't help but go. But if it's my time to stay, everything in this universe, all of the universal powers, all of the angels, all of the spirit guides are gonna come together to make sure that I stay. And there's nothing I can do to change that. Um, A story my mom told me when we visited Russia, um, I don't remember, I don't know how accurate this is or if I'm telling it accurately, but it's a story that I always keep in mind where my mom, we passed by this military training um, area in, in this small town in Russia where they train helicopter pilots. And my mom was talking about, maybe it was, at this time, or maybe it was a little bit later, but I remember my mom telling me a story how there were these uh, pilots in a helicopter, or there were these people in a helicopter, and they were training for something. And unfortunately, the helicopter, something happened, and it just fell out of the sky. It crashed. The thing was, was that those guys, they actually ended up surviving that helicopter crash. And they were like in the middle of nowhere, middle of somewhere else, and they actually needed another helicopter to come in and pick them up and save them, save them from the crash site. And what ended up happening was that that helicopter picked them up again, went up into the sky, something happened, and they crashed again. The second time they crashed. And what was crazy is that they actually ended up surviving the second time. And then comes a third helicopter picks them up, finally crashes, and they all end up dying. And so in the end, ultimately, that crash led to their death. And what that story truly tells me is that it took three crashes to get there, but it's almost as if like the first crash was supposed to lead to their death. And it's just that they, they it's almost like they almost um, outsmarted their fate or outsmarted like, you know, their soul is ready to go on to the next level. Their soul is ready to move on to the next life or ready to go back up into wherever our souls go when we leave this planet. And it's almost like that third crash was like the ultimate of what was always meant to happen. And I always remember that story where it's like, Catherine, no matter what, like whatever is ultimately supposed to happen, it's supposed to happen. And you might as well just enjoy Um, your flight and just know that you are divinely safe and guided and protected and you always will be and whatever happens is meant to happen and I don't know about you but that gave me a lot of peace and that's kind of like my philosophy philosophy and viewpoint of just about anything in life 
And I just know that like my job right now is to live life to my fullest, is to be as happy as I can be, is to chase all of my goals and dreams and just know that when it's my time to go, I'll go. If it's my time to stay, I will stay, but I'll treat my life, um, you know, for its preciousness. Like I will treat my life as if it's the most precious thing in the world and I won't let fear stop me and I won't let fear prevent me from doing the things that I want to experience on this planet. And some of the stuff that I want to experience on this planet is of course traveling the world. So I'm not going to let my fears stop me ever again. Number four um, is a mantra that I would love to gift you. And this is my mantra that I use every time we take off um, uh, from an airplane, which is I am divinely guided loved and protected. I'm divinely guided, loved and protected. And I always know that I'm divinely guided, loved and protected. And I use this for any time, whatever I feel any fears come up or any anxieties come up, but especially as we're taking off, the whole time that we're taking off, I'm just reminding myself that through this whole process, I'm divinely guided, I am divinely loved and I am protected. And that mantra has helped me a ton too. And then tip number five, is to develop rituals. And rituals are these things that we do that give us a sense of certainty. It gives us a sense of feeling safe and certain. So, you know, rituals in manifestation, for instance. A lot of us like rituals because it gives us a sense of certainty. When someone tells us to write down our desire 10 times and we trust that person and we know that they know what they're, what they're talking about, we truly believe that if we write something down 10 times, it will develop, it will absolutely manifest if we follow that ritual. Because we have so much certainty in that specific ritual, we actually need that ritual to help us manifest whatever it is. But if you believe that you need to write down something 100 times, it's going to take you 100 times. If you believe that you need you know, a certain crystal to manifest your desires, then you're going to need that certain crystal because it's all with your belief. And rituals, it's kind of like this feedback mechanism where you need rituals for certainty. And sometimes, um, you know, certain from certainty, you can also create rituals so that whenever you are practicing those rituals, you just know, oh, I created those rituals. I practiced those rituals. And so therefore, um, I can feel safe and I can feel certain. So some of the rituals that I have developed over the years that have helped me is number one, and this, it can be anything, right? This is just a random example. So for me, it is touching the outside of the plane. This is something my best friend at the time taught me. She was like, oh, I know that every time when I get on an airplane, if I just touch the outside of the plane, that I'm going to be protected and that's good. And I don't worry about the whole flight. And I'm like, okay, let me try that. And so I started to, it's one of my rituals, and I'm sure Brendan has noticed me do this many times, I will touch the outside of the plane. And it's funny because as I have grown and as I have melted away this fear of flying, I actually stopped touching the outside of the plane. And I remember there's this one specific moment where I was like, you know what, today I'm not going to touch the outside of the plane, and I know that I'm still going to be divinely guided, loved, and protected, and I'm going to prove it to myself right now. And I specifically didn't touch the outside of the plane and nothing happened. I'm still here. But anyway, it's very helpful to have some sort of ritual if it gives you a sense of certainty because courage is all about how much certainty you can create within yourself, how much uncertainty you're willing to live with and how much certainty you can create within yourself. So another ritual that I have is always making sure I'm greeting the airplane staff 
um, very warmly and making them feel very, very good. I'm thanking them for their services. Um, when I get on an airplane, I wish everyone on this plane a fantastic flight. I send them my love and kindness and energy and compassion and everything in between. I wish the pilot, um, you know, success and love the pilot and the co-pilot. Um, I also Reiki the airplane. So Reiki is something, you know, you don't have to be attuned to Reiki in order to practice just sending your good vibes out to the world. But that's something that I do. I make sure to Reiki the airplane. Um, I also thank God for the opportunity um, to fly because I know that I'm so insanely blessed and I can't let this blessing um, scare me anymore. It's such a blessing for me to be able to get on an airplane and fly. And so I must thank God, the universe, angels, whatever you believe in, you know, thank, thank that energy, thank that higher power, thank your higher self for the fact that you even have an opportunity to fly that day. Um, and then prayer is another thing that I use all the time and praying prayer is something that I use whenever I do get scared. Um, I now know that it's impossible for a plane to be brought down by turbulence, but if I ever go back into that fear, you know, before before I learned that from, um, from many, many pilots, you know, if I ever go back to that old fear-based thinking and just drive myself insane with those thoughts, I just pray and I just keep covering the airplane and everyone on the plane. And I just keep sending love out and just praying and knowing that everything will be okay. And I always pray, like every time I get on an airplane, I pray for a safe takeoff, a safe flight and a safe landing and that everybody on this plane is blessed. Um, and, and has an amazing day and also has an amazing flight. And those five tips has helped me tremendously. And that is how I've overcome a decade's worth of flying. And again, overcoming this fear, you guys, is like manifesting. As I mentioned in the, in the beginning of this episode, it's the same thing, just another metaphor for how we get in, get in our own ways and create these stories and create these beliefs and thoughts and crazy just like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? What if I don't get there? What if I don't manifest this by this day? What if it's not meant to be? What if this and what if that? We just drive ourselves insane when the whole point of life is to just surrender control and know that there's a higher power out there. There's a universe out there. There are universal laws out there that are so much smarter than us and know the shortcut to all of our dreams and goals and outcomes, just like the pilot, it knows what to do. You know, it's the same metaphor. If you bring it back to the airplane example, the pilot's like the universe. He or she knows the fastest route to get to your destination. And if you were to go up to that pilot and start knocking on the cockpit door and being like, hey dude, hey dude, are we there yet? Oh my God, did you take a wrong turn? Wait a second, what if we never get there? Are you sure you're going to Jamaica? Are you sure, are you sure you're not going to Paris right now? Like, where are you going? Like, they would get so annoyed with us, right? They'd probably, like, I don't know, summon an, an emergency landing and then kick us off an airplane and then we never end up going to our destination, right? So it's, it's the same thing here. By you overcoming this flight, you also become a better manifester. And this also takes practice, you guys. It's taken me so many flights. You know, these five tips that I shared, um, it's been a process over the last couple years. 
It's been a process, it's been practice, and it's still not perfect. And I still often find myself going back to fear, but it's only because, you guys, fear is a part of us and fear is here to serve us. And there's no such thing, by the way, I have to mention this, it is 11.11 right now, November 11th, and it's 11.11 a.m. There's powerful energy going on. Um, but anyway, it's taken me a lot of practice and it's taken me, you know, courage in the absence of fear doesn't exist. You need fear to have such a word as courage. And courage is about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And that just goes with like anything in life, anything that you're currently afraid of, you know, create some sort of ritual, give yourself a mantra, shift it, reframe it, give yourself a new perspective, give yourself a new belief, find a way to feel the fear and do it anyway, okay? So I'm super curious. Let me know if this helped you. Let me know if this resonated with you. Maybe you don't have a fear of flying, but you're like, wow, this episode actually helped me with this other fear that I was feeling about something else where I legit thought that that fear would inevitably lead me to my death, would inevitably lead me to fail, um, you know, whatever it did. I'm super curious. If you are, if you are listening to me right now on a live stream, leave me a comment. I always look at the comments. And uh, if you are listening to me via podcast, go ahead and screen share this episode right now and tag me on Instagram and just let me know what you thought. Um, before I leave you guys, Manifestation Babe Academy is finally open. I know that I mentioned it in the beginning of the podcast episode, but there's only five days left to enroll. And this is literally my heart and my soul put into a program. It's four weeks to getting your MBA in manifesting and a PhD in results. And I've actually added some really juicy bonuses into this round of MBA, including my masterclass around anxiety. Anxiety is my gift, and I'm gonna, that's what it's called, and I'm gonna show you how to create massive success um, in spite of anxiety. And anxiety is something that I've struggled with for so long in my life, as you can imagine, not only on airplanes, but in life in general, and how I've been able to reframe it and also overcome it. And I decided to put that inside the MBA program as not just a juicy bonus to give you, but also because I know that there's so many women out there and men too, because I have bros that come into my programs too. Manifestation bros is what I call them. And I just know that I'm not the only one who struggles with this. I'm not the only one who feels anxious or fear or panic or anything around that. I'm not the only one who has struggled with um, control, like a fear of control and or fear, fear of not being in control of my life and how I've been able to surrender and the tools I use to let go of anxiety and kind of melt that away. And over time, using those tools, I've been able to reduce my anxiety by 90%. And then, of course, you get my four juicy modules. There's a bonus around um, called Tapping into Massive Wealth, which is using EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, or tapping to um, tap away all of the charges that you have around money, for instance. That's what that mini program is about. And then the other bonus that I have is around getting your partner on board with manifestation. So you might have a partner, a spouse, um, a parent, a family member, 
a neighbor, a roommate, or someone in your life who just isn't on board with the stuff yet and maybe is dragging you down a little. Maybe they're a little bit of a downer in your life and you really want to help them, you just don't know how, and you also wanna be able to coexist with them and be able to be into all this woo-woo stuff and be able to create your wildest dreams and goals and be able to go after your outcomes and manifest these things into your life without being dragged down by their, you know, quote unquote negative energy. Um, and so that's what that bonus is all about. And I'm really excited about it, really excited for it. And again, doors close Friday at midnight. So that's November 16th at 11.59 p.m. And I will not be opening up MBA until mid to late 2019. So if you know that this is the program for you, go to manifestationbabeacademy.com and I am super excited to see you in there. I love you guys so much. Have a fantastic weekend. I'm about to upload this podcast, so it's going to be Sunday or Monday when you listen to it regardless. Have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep up with the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by searching at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.